And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Athletic NBA Show listeners, it's me, Zach Harper. Be sure to check out our live stream, Opening Day Extravaganza, Tuesday, October 19th. We'll be live at 3 p.m. Eastern for our tip-off mailbag extravaganza, previewing the season as well as the two big matchups tonight. Warriors versus Lakers. It's Stephen LeBron. And then the Nets try to ruin the Bucks championship banner ceremony check out our twitter at athletic nba show for a link to the show it's me it's dave defour it's andrew schlecht it's david aldrich and some special guests will be taking your questions on this upcoming nba season and more it all kicks off at 3 p.m eastern check out at athletic nba show on twitter for more details athletic nba show for more details Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss, and if you haven't heard the news, the Daily Ding is coming to the Athletic NBA Show Monday through Friday every morning. Quick hitting stuff, talking about what happened last night in the NBA, whether it's on the court, off the court, or stuff that started on the court and ran off the court. So we're going to talk about something off the court today, and we're going to talk to John Krasinski, our Wolves writer at The Athletic, who has a really fascinating news story on Anthony Edwards, number one pick in the draft last year, absolute scoring machine, and a much more nuanced character than I think a lot of people realize. So, John, what did you learn about Anthony Edwards doing this story? Hey, thanks for having me, Jared. Um, yeah, I think what I set it out, what I set out to do with this story was to dig a little bit deeper onto Anthony Edwards' character, personality, background, and shed a little bit more light on not just the athlete that people see throwing dunks down over Utah Watanabe, um, not just the kind of funny, almost like happy-go-lucky court jester that he turned into in interviews. Um, and really got a lot of attention for this very genuine and very charming sense of humor about him in his interviews um, that I think really kind of allowed him to, to, to kind of distinguish himself from the everyday mundane interviews that we, that we see across the league and, and really kind of get to what really makes the Timberwolves optimistic that they have a franchise level player in Anthony Edwards. And, and, and that element is the kind of emotional intelligence that is underneath the surface. I think that people can really easily look past that when they see the funny jokes, when they see the big dunks um, and, and really underestimate a now 20 year old kid from the tougher parts of Atlanta who lost his grandmother, lost his mother at a very young age. And has just used this overwhelming physical ability to climb the charts, be a number one overall pick, be right in the running for rookie of the year last year with LaMelo Ball. And, and what is clear in kind of being around him and talking to people who know him 
more closely is that um, he was a really good student in high school. He uh, really sees the game and processes information at a very high level, according to coaches who work with him every single day. And that kind of quality can be the difference between Anthony Edwards being a really good scorer who can be in this league for a long time and Anthony Edwards being possibly the kind of player that you can build an entire franchise around. So, I mean, Anthony Edwards in his personality and his kind of like public identity is one of the more interesting storylines for this kind of new generation because he was one of those guys in his pre-draft process that attracted a lot of attention for, I guess, the interviews he was doing and stuff like that. So what was the perception at the time and how has that evolved? And what did the Wolves think of him at the time and how has their appreciation for who he is evolved? Yeah, I think that, you know, when the Wolves were doing their pre-draft work for the number one overall pick in 2020, there was pretty much three guys that they were really in the running. It was Edwards, it was James Wiseman, it was LaMelo Ball. And uh, there was an ESPN story that came out right before the draft with an interview with Anthony Edwards in it. And the, you know, that was kind of playing off some of the scouting that you heard and the analysis that you heard from people who had watched him play, who um, were paying very close attention to his rise up through AAU, through high school and, and through college at Georgia. And there was a very much a concern about motivation about drive, about wanting to be a basketball player. Um, you know, uh, he was a football player in youth football in Georgia. He made it very clear to anyone who would ask him that football was his first love. And so I think that some people really wondered if he had the love of the basketball game that it would take for him to be a great player in this league. And of course that hit home with Timberwolves fans, with the Timberwolves organization, because they had just kind of been through this experience with Andrew Wiggins, another supremely physically gifted player who just did not seem to have that kind of spark inside of him that could help him go from a solid good player to a really great one, which is what they needed. And so there were some people that were very nervous about Anthony Edwards makeup, about his care factor about those things. But the more research that the Timberwolves did into him pre-draft, and then certainly from about the moment he stepped through the door in Minnesota after being picked, it became pretty clear to everyone here that, no, this was a kid with charisma for days, with um, it's a natural sort of magnetic quality to him. And, oh, by the way, was someone who loved to be in the gym wanted to put in a bunch of work on this game, who really did want to be great. And it was just, it seems like this was kind of an occasion where, you know, people either misunderstood or misread him um, kind of coming up through the ranks. And, uh, and so since he has been involved in Minnesota, I think people have really kind of fallen in love with his genuine nature, with his ability to have a smile on his face, even when things are going poorly, but also a respect for the amount of work that he puts into his craft, for how he takes coaching, for how he takes criticism, for how he kind of looks to improve uh, on a day in and day out basis. And so I think that that quality um, has certainly given them more optimism that they've found a, not just a good player, 
but a great player to build around because that was absolutely a question mark for him going into the draft and going through the draft uh, evaluation process. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I mean, people too often mistakenly conflate singular focus with actual work ethic and effective work ethic because it's not like every NBA player is spending 12 hours a day on basketball they're spending you know several hours a day on it and they can do what they want with their outside time and some people are productive with it and some aren't and edwards he just seems like such a fascinatingly well-rounded person so let's go back to atlanta and go into the story where did his personality and his values develop right so he grew up um in a very rough part of atlanta um he lived with his mother and grandmother um when he was young And at the age of 14, his mother, Yvette, died from cancer. Eight months later, his grandmother, Shirley, died from cancer. So at 14 years old, he loses the two women in his life who were really his guiding forces. And from then on, he went to live with his sister for a while. He went to live with a family friend who he calls an uncle um, for high school and, um, and tried to kind of find a little bit more stability underneath him in the wake of those, you know, tremendous losses. Um, one of the things that has, that stood out to people, even when Edwards was 15, 16 years old, when he went up through high school into 17, 18, 19 years old, was despite all of the heartache and all of the turmoil that he had been through, he was a very genuinely happy kid. He had smile on his face all the time. He was very engaged with people. Um, And what he has told people, what his family has told people is that he's basically seen the most difficult things he'll ever experience already. And so anything, you know, that isn't losing his mother at 14 years old is, uh, you know, is not much for him. He can handle everything in stride. And so what happened was after the losses of his grandmother and, and his mother, he fell behind academically. And so he transferred from a public school in Atlanta to Holy Spirit Preparatory School that was kind of in the northern edge of Atlanta and this very prestigious basketball and an academic school because he wanted to get himself back on track. And he wanted to kind of catch back up to the his his friends who, who he was playing AAU with and he wanted to be in, in the class of 2019 and graduate then. He went through this really rigorous academic program, had a lot of help from a lot of teachers to get him through there and ultimately was able to get through it. But it was a very difficult time for him to make that transition and and kind of put in the work on the court and in the classroom to to get himself to a point where he could go to, to school at Georgia. I mean, you have a lot of fascinating details and quotes in the story about how he certainly was a fish out of water and it was a pretty significant adjustment for him and he was under so much pressure and had so much responsibility that he was burning out to the point that he had to take naps in the guidance counselor's office during the day. So I guess, how did that, having to have that incredible amount of responsibility 
prepare him for the transition to the NBA that he like already has had to move to a different situation in his life and had to kind of grind nonstop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it gets back to kind of the the drive that it takes, the goal setting and 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 understanding what you have to do to be a success. And so when Anthony Edwards got to Holy Spirit, he set a goal of wanting to be in a McDonald's All-American and wanting to be in that 2019 class. So that meant not only having early morning workouts, not only driving more than an hour every way, each way to, to school and back to his house, but also to taking on extra classes both during the day and online at night so that he could get himself to a spot academically where he was in position to graduate in 2019. That did mean that, as you alluded to, Jared, that he would be so exhausted at some points that every lunch hour he would go to his guidance counselor's office and sleep on the floor for an hour just to kind of recharge the batteries. And so what it what his teacher saw, what his coaches saw was a player who was singularly focused on what he needed to do to get where he needed to go. And I think that that has translated to the NBA as well. Now he wants to be a two-way player. So he's studying more defensively. Um, he wants to be an impact player. So he is working out twice a day, every single day on his jumper, on everything that that needs to happen. And so he's just has a very um, good and strong understanding of what he needs to do to take the next step. And then he's already shown a pattern of being able to do that, even when he is uncomfortable in a situation, even when it might not be playing to his strengths, he's able to do what it takes uh, to, to get to where he needs to go. So I guess last question would be, what are we expecting this year? Because last year didn't start off great. Then he was like dropping 40 points by the end of the year. So how big of a leap and how much more responsibility is he expected to take with the team this year? Yeah, the big thing is, so last year he was, you know, he started the season coming off the bench um, and he was very inefficient, struggling to finish at the rim, struggling with his three-point shot. As the season went along, he started to figure things out. You know, that mind was working again. He was understanding where his spots were on the floor. He was understanding how to finish through contact. Um, and he was adjusting to the speed and the size of the NBA game. He was not very good defensively last year at all. And so what he spent a lot of time from on this summer was really kind of getting better in his defensive awareness, uh, his off the ball defense, his studying of film. So he knew how opposing offenses would attack him and be just being more engaged on that end of the floor. And so uh, the Timberwolves, Chris Finch, uh, his teammates have really kind of remarked many times already through the preseason as they get ready to open on Wednesday night against the Houston Rockets at the level of engagement that Anthony Edwards is showing from just a defensive mindset. And that gives them hope that a team that historically has been very bad defensively has a chance to take some big steps in that direction. Because when your best players are invested and are buying in and are also understanding scheme and opponent and matchups, that is when you can typically see a team take the biggest jumps. And so for Edwards to be locked in on that end, I think is very encouraging for the Timberwolves. And if he can kind of become more of a two-way player, that obviously really does help him sort of climb the ladder in terms of the NBA hierarchy and in terms of the hierarchy with his, within his own team. 
well, the Wolves might be worth watching this year. I'm excited for it. Uh, you, if, if you're willing to watch the Wolves play, you must be reading John because John's coverage is phenomenal. You can find that over at The Athletic. Be sure to read the story if you haven't read it already. And be sure to make sure you are subscribed to The Athletic NBA Show feed wherever you find your podcast. John, thank you for coming on with us. And uh, everyone, enjoy basketball tonight. <laughs>